0: Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. I've been away for a very long time. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a podcast to listen to. Okay, yeah, that was bad. But, you know, I'm from Detroit. What do you want from me? I was going to obviously have a reference to Aaliyah if possible. But I am back. I'm feeling much better. And yes, I did have the coronavirus, so that's why I haven't been recording. Even now, I still am suffering from effects of the coronavirus. And yes, I was vaccinated, have been vaccinated, so uh, this is just how life can interfere and interrupt our best laid plans and I am grateful and filled with humble gratitude that I am still here to be speaking to you and I'm not taking a stance on vaccination that is your personal choice and I am a believer in bodily autonomy so don't take it that way please and I am one of those people who are immunocompromised. So, this was the right choice for me. So, today we are going to get right back in the saddle and talk about something that hopefully is as comforting as knowing that being sick is survivable. Something that will be soothing and a balm to you. And what better balm can we start our return off with than aloe? So, open up your big book of stuff, and let's talk about aloe vera. Now, you've probably seen aloes everywhere, but... Not every aloe is an aloe vera. So don't just run around putting your hands on things, breaking them off, and rubbing them all over yourself. That's never a good look. Also, it might be your belief that the aloe vera came from South America. But that isn't quite right it actually came from the Mediterranean area and Africa okay and it didn't even get to United States until many many years later so I just wanted to let you know that part because that's something to think about when you're you're looking at a plant just because you're familiar with it in your current area doesn't mean it's from there. It could be an immigrant like me. My family wasn't from here. My family came from other parts of the world. Although one line of my family is from here and those are the indigenous line of Creek But the majority of my other lineage came from Africa or a maxim depending on what you refer to the continent as in your general conversation. And that would have been during the transatlantic slave trade. But now I'm an immigrant here, an immigrant or descendant of those who experienced slavery on this continent, but my family and blood are fed and fulfilled here. Like aloe vera, we may not originally have been from here, but we're part of the landscape now. So, you may notice that this is an unusual format for my episodes, insofar as I generally don't talk about topics that can be seen as controversial or overly germane to certain viewpoints or moments in history that are not regarding typical cottagecore, but It is Black History Month here in the United States, so I'm kind of feeling that right now, and that's where I'm coming from. I would like to emphasize that out of even the worst situations, even the strangest travels and resettlements, beautiful things can be born, much like many of the Ados people here, American descendants of slavery, or enslaved persons here, have bloomed. The aloe vera has also bloomed. If this episode makes you uncomfortable, please feel free to pass it by. I won't judge you, because judging is not what we do to our friends. And we're friends, right? The aloe vera originated in the Cape Verde Islands in the Atlantic west of Senegal. That is so far away, but you can find aloe vera in every place you look in Southeast Michigan either in a store or a home, usually most homes, they're in products, as far as the gels or the extracts, which it really isn't an extract of it's aloe vera, but you can look up why that would be, or in a burn kit. Aloe vera is so known for burns. But did you know it also alleviates other injuries like wounds and bruises and irritations? It's true. And for my Christian listeners, in John 19.39... We even have a reference that aloe vera was used to embalm the body of Christ. So it has been a traveler, a comfort, a blessing and a grace for many, many peoples. And because of that, I do recommend that, if possible... You consider growing aloe vera in your home or in your garden if you're in a warm area that won't kill it. Aloe vera also is edible, but I would make sure you have the right aloe before you do such a thing. And even though home remedies, often have people taking aloe vera for jaundice as well as a tonic understand that for some people it's a purgative and you may wind up seeing it come back up faster than it went down if you eat too much of it or if you're reactive to it for me the aloe vera if I look at it, it has those jagged edges, okay and it just stretches out from its center, reaching out in every direction and its soothing arms are everywhere around it and it's kind of like one of those Living lessons that's given to us if we are observant. I do series of lessons called nature teachings in other places. So I probably would do a teaching on this if I weren't doing a podcast today in this fashion. But if we look at aloe vera, it teaches us that we can protect ourselves a little with those little you know, jagged little edges. But it doesn't mean that we should ignore the fact that within all of us, in every direction in our lives, we have the capability of being a healing balm to the circle in which we move. Every arm on the aloe vera being different will be a different gift that we can give and a different healing that we can share. A different blessing, some varied outlook or approach that comes from our center and reaches out into the world. So maybe having an aloe vera in your home could be a constant reminder of the simple truth that the green people or the plant people often have many lessons. That we can take into ourselves. I, I mean, you never know, right? Now I wanted to add to this episode that I said that if it's aloe vera, it's not really an extract, but that's not exactly correct. I say that because most people think of extracts as runny liquids. And in this particular case, it is an extract, but it's more resinous. And it's usually used in a very specific fashion, which I'm not going to share here because I'm not a certified herbalist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a certified naturopath. And I've told you this before. I am very firmly trying to keep you safe. So if you'd like to know more, speak to your local county extension agent. Now, I would like to go on record as saying that I have not been sponsored or bought off by the succulent salespeople. I'm not telling you to buy this plant and put it in your cottage garden uh, because I'm on an agenda. I just wanted to share some musings with you about this plant. I like to talk to my friends, and we're friends, right? So maybe this might be something that you can use in your regular life. You know, you could even add aloe vera to your home balms. Your homemade salves. And in doing so, get even more in touch with the blessing and the lessons from this plant while you're creating it. And it makes a wonderful gift, too. Succulents just, even for most people who kill plants, succulents are a little bit easier to Handle as long as you teach them about proper watering technique, of course. If you can today, it will be a good day to mimic the lessons of the aloe vera, to be a helpful traveler wherever it is you bloom. Let's just maybe write that down at the top of your entry in your book, book big book of stuff today about this, about aloe vera. I look forward to seeing you here next time on my magical cottage girl life.